Welcome to the Open House Podcast. Conversations exploring life, faith and hope with Stephen O'Doherty. As we've been hearing for some time, New South Wales and Queensland, of course, are in the grip of what some are calling the worst drought in living memory. There have been many appeals and acts of charity to try to help these struggling farmers feed their hungry stock. Hay and other feed is being trucked into farms. Politicians have donned their R.M. Williams boots to kick up the red dust on remote farms. The Queensland Dairy Farmers Organisation has another idea, though, for drought assistance. As the peak body representing the dairy farmers of Queensland, that organisation thinks it's time to kick back against the cheap milk being offered by the major supermarkets and the poor returns that dairy farmers get from the big and often multinationally owned milk companies. The Queensland Dairy Farmers Organisation, QDO, has started a change.org petition to Coles and Woolworths and others for a 10 cent a litre drought levy on all milk. Now, there are a lot of twists and turns to this story, so we wanted to discuss it with the president of the QDO, the Queensland Dairy Farmers Organisation, Brian Teesman. Brian, welcome to Open House. Good evening, Stephen. Now, let's just um, find out what exactly you're asking for. Do you want a voluntary levy from the supermarkets or do you want the government to organise a levy and put that towards drought relief? Well, what we're really asking for to start with is is the supermarkets and the processors to simply agree to put the price of white milk up by 10 cents and then agree to pass it on and there are systems in there now with a lot of the collective bargaining groups and well they have had where where the actual details of um, sales have been um, shown back through them that the collective bargaining groups often can sort of audit or check it so they can can know how much has been sold and that the 10 cents comes back and and a number of them like here in Queensland uh, Parmalat and um, Norco the two of the processes have, have supported and said they will do that. Um, Woolworths have said they'll they'll get on board. And at this stage, we're we're um, the only real stum big stumbling block at this stage appears to be Coles. I think Woolworths has said that they'll come on board if Coles comes on board. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Look, if Coles comes on board, they'll they'll they're, they're I suppose it's a caveat. Yeah. They're they're in agreement, um, and uh, they'll work through the processes that supply them. But only only if Coles does, and um, now Coles's position is really no. It's it's really interesting. Its position though, it said, look, we're doing a lot already. Firstly, you know, the country is doing things, and lots of people are um, collecting for the drought. But we, as Coles, um, are providing opportunities for our people, for our customers to give. We're matching those donations, and then they've pointed to more than ten million dollars. I think that's actually gone into a fund. They're saying we don't need to do more. Uh, and, and they're kind of, they seem to be heading for a bit of a showdown with you because as I understand it, you've asked people now to boycott coals if they don't come on board. Yeah, that, that's right, Stephen. We, we, coals need to, um, to come on board. This is about real help and giving real fairness to dairy farmers. I think, um, somebody, uh, another, uh, person on television the other day said, uh, and I think it's roughly right that the, the, all the, the charity type help that, uh, has been given a, the average dairy farmer who was in drought might get about fifty dollars worth out of out of that what Coles is giving and and with some of the others um, in, in roughly that that sort of figure. Whereas the average dairy farmer, if we can put the ten cents on the white milk, uh, it could well return something closer to a hundred thousand dollars in a in a year to that average dairy farmer, which is what they need. The impacts of the drought are 
uh, are going to, for that size farm is going to be more than that. But it's a, something that's really substantial that can really keep them in the industry uh, past the end of the drought. Yes, uh, I'm sure people can see that. But then again, this is one measure that's targeted to one farming operation only, that is dairy farming. What mm. about the other farmers? They wouldn't benefit from the levy. Oh, other farmers, um, well, they, they wouldn't, but I think we need to put other things in place to help them and um, and their industries need to come up, uh, you know, with, with other ways of helping. But you also need to remember dairy's got a couple of things that make make it a little bit of a special case in this regard. One is the fact dairy farmers get really stuck when they're in drought because they can't stop production. Producing, they can't, you know, destock. They, they have very few options. They need to keep selling milk every second day, and they just keep buying in the feed. Even if the, for the farmers at the moment who aren't in a real rain shortage, and there's not a lot of those, but for those who might not be, they're still copying the incredibly high feed prices that they've got to buy, well over twice as much as normal. So that they're, they're really getting clobbered by that. But also, you've got to realise that the dairy farmers have already been clobbered since 2011 with the dollar a litre milk uh, and, and low returns that have come ever since then. So they were really on their, on their knees before the drought started. So mm. they've got a couple of things there that do make them a special case. I must admit, I, I'm um, a little bit torn, but you mentioned the dollar a litre milk. I won't buy it. I simply won't buy it um, as a matter of principle. I'll buy the more expensive meat that's branded because I want... When I say meat, sorry, I mean milk. <laughs> I'll mm. buy the more expensive milk um, because I, I I feel that's one thing that I can do as a consumer, which kind of brings me to the dilemma. Maybe a voluntary levy, I also wouldn't mind paying that. I'd be very happy to. But when you start talking about boycotts and coercion, I think, and the government's even talking about legislation, it takes us to a slightly different plane, doesn't it? Well, um, I, I haven't. Um, the government does talk about you know giving some support. I'm not just sure whether they really going to go to legislation. Um, we, uh, you know, I've often said to them, we need something more in there to make the market fairer. And I know we, we are pushing the government to um, have some mandatory codes of conduct uh, in, in place to see that farmers get a fair deal. Because at the moment, farmers, dairy farmers in particular, have no bargaining power in the marketplace. They've got a perishable product. And, mm, well, and I think true. they do need to have assistance. Everybody above them, basically the... Bigger, further you go up the value chain, the bigger and more powerful each player gets, and so that that's definitely a problem. But um, the boycotting coals uh, at this stage, um, you know, we we really want to get coals on board, and if there, there would be no talk of that, if simply coals would come in and do what Woolworths and others have, and and get on board. Yeah, one three hundred forty twenty twenty is our open line number. I'd love to hear what you think tonight around Australia. One three hundred forty twenty twenty. We're talking about the call by the Queensland Dairy Farmers Organisation. Brian Teesman, their president, is on the line uh, for a levy on milk, ten cents a litre, uh, to help our dairy farmers. Let's talk a little bit about the economics of dairy. It is very complicated, and you're quite right. I'm sure most Australians would be easily able to accept that dairy farmers have had a very, very rough trot as the result of a lot of things, including globalisation. Now, the ACCC has produced a report to government with a number of reforms. Um, where are those reforms sitting and would they actually get more money to the farm gate where, where we, we would all like to see it go? Well, the, the ACCC um, has really has got one major... Um 
uh, reform that they put in there, and that was uh, that there should be a mandatory code of conduct mm-hmm. for dealings between the farmer and the processor. Well, certainly the Queensland Dairy Farmers Organisation and I think a lot of other dairy organisations around the country would actually like that to be extended to the to the retail outlets so that, that it was one sort of code of conduct that could handle all the way from the farm gate to the to the re, to the checkout uh, and see that the whole everybody got a fair go in that whole process. It's certainly that's not circumventing market forces or anything else. It's just seeing that everybody is fairly treated. Um, just having it to the to the processor, I, I have some doubts whether that'll be good enough. But certainly, I think we need everybody in there. And mandatory code, I think, uh, is better than the voluntary code, which is certainly struggling to have an impact at the moment. So that that's certainly a, a, a major, you know, a recommendation by the ACCC. And how is the government uh, handling that? Are they looking at? Uh, is it is it likely that they'll bring that in? Well, it's the the. I think the government is, is supportive of having a mandatory code between um, farmer and um, processor. Uh, I think they, they are still considering what they do between um, processor and retailer in that section of it. But certainly at this stage, the government, I think, has come to realise that there... And the ACCC stated that there's um, problems in the marketplace and dairy farmers have very little bargaining power or you know, virtually no bargaining power in this process, and and I think they have now come to realise that that something needs to be done to at least make it a little fairer. Yeah, Brian, what would you describe as the state, the current state, healthiness, if you like, of the Australian dairy industry? Well, I think the dairy industry, you know, since two thousand eleven has has had a lot of problems, um, bit of a, been battered from pillar to post in some ways, and certainly even before that, uh, it it really had some struggles. The Millennium Drought certainly hit the dairy industry very hard as well back, um, you know, in the, now well over, you know, it's sort of 15 years ago. But but currently, since 2011, we've had a lot of problems and, of course, um, brought again to a head only in the, in the last few years with the problems that stemmed from the uh, from Murray Goulburn and the issues in there. So uh, all around the country, uh, dairy production is down, Um it, over the last few years, we we have seen you know it, it drop further. We back in in 2000, we were very close, I think, to to 12 billion litres a year, um, uh, and now I, you know we've been under nine uh, billion. And what that takes out is a lot of our exports. Uh, I think Australia is struggling to hang on to some of our best export markets. Yeah. And at the same time, there's ridiculous situations happening where. Where milk um, that would be far better off getting more money going into Asia is being hauled up to Queensland yeah. because the Queensland production has dropped so much we can't uh, supply ourselves with milk. Goodness me! Well, that's that's a state of the nation that we don't like the sound of. Brian, look, thank you for kicking us off on this subject tonight, and it'll be very interesting to see how your call for a, a levy goes. Brian Teesman, thanks for your time. Thanks, Stephen. No worries. Brian Teesman is president of the Queensland Dairy Farmers organization. Discover more Open House podcasts at openhousecommunity.com.au.